This is Paul Nobles from Eat to Perform, and I am sitting here with a handful of Eat to Perform members, and we're going to be talking about something that I think is kind of counterintuitive in the diet world. And so I think people are going to find that very interesting. And then luckily, I have a little bit of data so far to kind of show why it's advantageous to do it this way. So today we have Carolyn Mele back from vacation, nice and tan, I'm assuming all pickleballed up. And then Becky Avara, Becky is the uh, director of coaching here at Eat the Form, and she lives in a closet. And uh, the, it, it's, I don't know why, yeah, I know the joke's not funny to any of you anymore. You're done with that joke, but it's good to me. It makes me laugh every time. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so so Becky, director of coaching, definitely someone, if you ever want to become an Eat Perform coach, which we're always hiring super talented people. Um, the only problem is you, st you, you have to have some kind of nutrition certification. And so um, that's something that you can have a conversation with about Becky. She's not hard to find. So yeah, let's go with that. Anyway, today, sorry, um, I've got my accountant, my, my accountant who every year procrastinates things to the last minute. So like here in the US, um, if you file for an extension, this is the very last minute of the very last day. And she's like, can you send me a file? I'm like, have you sent it like before? And I just missed it. No, no, we just, you know, we're just putting everything together at the last minute. So I'm like, you know, you want to say, well, if you're a procrastination, like, how does that affect me? But it does affect me because I could end up with a lot of penalties related to taxes. So that's no fun. But anyway, that was what that text noise was in the background. So I put that on airplane mode. Um, I did want to tell like a funny little story before we get into, and I've talked a little bit about this um, because, you know, most of the podcasts. Uh, myself and my friend that I'm doing fat loss with, we have been doing an extended AP cycle. But the good news is, is I have data for you. And um, this whole time, I have been expecting how things would go and then going, oh my goodness, I really hope they go that way. You know, but uh, the good news is, I was right. I knew I was right. Um, I'd seen it in hundreds of clients, especially over the holidays. And so from this point forward, if somebody complains about fat loss too, we're going to say to them, what is the topic of this podcast? So um, I was on a discussion. So as a part of uh, an initiative with Facebook. We partnered with Meta, so it's through Facebook and Instagram, for uh, a project within what is Strong Daughters, and we are going to be uh, sponsoring through name and image likeness various college athletes all over the United States, right? And um, it's a project that Facebook is helping uh, 
I can tell you that uh, I've been in the meetings. Uh, there's not a lot of people in these meetings. Um, so what it is, is you have name and image likeness, which I'm fairly certain most of the people on this phone call don't even know what I'm talking about. If you were all guys, you know exactly what I'm talking about because your favorite football team is basically being, you know, funneled a bunch of money from corporate sponsors within your neighborhood for the University of Minnesota football team or the Louisiana State football team. But what that money's not going to is to women. And so I wanted to be part of this. We actually had an initiative we were trying with the University of Minnesota hockey team and then Ohio State women's hockey. Um, kind of fell apart because at that point, you know, the the colleges really didn't need to cave. They were all great people. I loved having conversations with them, but ultimately there was no real incentive on their side and they didn't see the plus pluses versus the minuses. And so it never really worked out. Now, all of a sudden, everybody wants to take your money, right? Which is really, really interesting because you know, they understand that the top recruits in the country, you know, male or female, want to go to their colleges um, when there's a little bit of money involved. And so that's where we come in using their name and image likeness. So I was like, you know, hey, this would be awesome to get um, get some money in these young women's pockets. I don't want them to go to college, you know, broke and not able to eat. The first person for one post, $10,000. I mean, I can't see a lot of faces here, but that should have shocked everybody, right? Because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, man, you know, I don't want these young women to not have, you know, all this money's going to these guys and these young women are getting nothing. But then when, the, you know, cause so, so the way it happens, right? I mean, if Facebook ever hears this, they're probably going to go, you weren't supposed to tell anybody, you know, but um, so basically what happens is, is you go through their agent and agent in this scenario is also known as mom, right? So mom has a vested interest because she's probably going to get a little bit of the money that goes to the athlete in the college, which I'm not sure exactly what I signed up for, right? I was signing up to get a couple thousand dollars use you know these young women so that we could show that food could be an ally to athletic people and show 18 to 21 year old women here's some really good role models to follow that are very comfortable eating a good amount of food and exercising right and so the first one ten thousand dollars you know and i have to say i knew it was going to be expensive because you know, the person has a lot of followers. So basically what it comes down to, if you're a guy and you have negative 15 followers, right? You can get half a million dollars just by running a 4-4 in the 40, right? So you don't have to have any followers or anything like that. A local car dealership's gonna funnel you some money so that the LSU Tiger football team will be good. Um, but for... The women, it really comes down to the amount of followers that they have. So if they weren't in college, 
these are sort of the numbers. So, so I'm not, you know, the first person, she has something like 700,000 because she was on like a high school reality TV show. So a lot of people followed her, you know, the quality of those followers for my audience, you know, I don't know, but um, she, she, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get too specific because I don't want people like sending her a message or anything like that, but it, it was a college that I would want to support. Right. Um, and uh the other person then who has a fraction of this person but uh they have kind of a nutrition background and wrote a nutrition book so i'm thinking to myself okay this one might be a, a little expensive but but probably more in my budget nope $9000 and i'm just thinking to myself like okay every other post you have is like you hanging out with your friends, right? Like you're seriously going to say to me, you won't take $5,000, you know, to, to, for a post, which by the way, $5,000 is ridiculous for one single post. Right. Um, but yeah, so, um, we, you will see people, um, you know, I just wanted to, like I said, I wanted to be supportive of all the ranges right but we're definitely going to be a lot more supportive of the people that have much fewer followers that are all 16 and don't have any money right that you know i think you know i could be wrong here but but you know if it was me making a buying purchase and someone was supportive of BYU volleyball as an example and I was from Utah I you know that might be the thing that makes me lean towards them if I think that they have a good product so in general supporting young women trying to put out role models that kind of do that and then obviously um I think from our standpoint as a company, but also as clients to be able to kind of support these young women in their journey so that they can go through college and 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 get similar uh, kind of benefits to the men. I think that's something that that we should be supportive of. And so, yeah, but uh, kind of a sticker shock type of situation, but, you know, kind of is what it is. I mean, I thought, you know, oh, man, that'd be great, you know, be supportive of these young young ladies what's the cost 10 grand okay um but uh yeah you know i think uh part of it like in, in the example of the 10 grand person you know she sells like a lot of t-shirts and a lot of merchandise that she makes so you know i guess she's sort of feeling like if you know if i start to take less you know maybe people will figure it out i don't know how they would figure it out right but uh, anyway, I thought you, you all of you would find that a little bit funny because I'm I'm fairly certain that you know that influencers exist. Um, up to this point, you know, we uh, all of our influencers are kind of, you know, um, within the e-perform infrastructure. We just kind of believe that that's the way to do it. Um, now, because of e-perform kitchen, we obviously have a little bit more flexibility where we can send these young women boxes of food they could take a picture with the box of the food and then they can say that they eat ate eat to perform food so um not insincere but i always felt like 
Yeah. I mean, trust me, other brands don't have the problem that I'm talking about. I mean, you know, I can think of one right now, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it, but basically if you're a fitness model, they'll be calling you. Right. Um, and you're going to have to pretend that you've been doing their plan, even though you've been fit your whole life. So, um, anyway, so I think that that's, uh, kind of an interesting behind the scenes thing, especially as members, you know, you might find it interesting or funny, uh, all the various business things that Paul gets involved with on, on a daily basis and the, the amount of phone calls that I just leave my head, you know, shaking um, is pretty hilarious. Uh, obviously, we have, um, you know, last week was the first week of Eat to Perform Kitchen. Uh, it's only been literally one week and one day, even though it feels like it's been months. Um, and I mean, I just couldn't be more excited about it. You know, I was really touched. I think, you know, if you listen to the one podcast that we did for lifers, you know, there was a few tears on it. Um, at this point, you know, you kind of have the tears in the happy dance. And then you sort of forget that there's going to be a lot of people that didn't put their bonus code in the thing. And then, you know, for a thousand people, you've got to fix that situation. Um, and that's not even dealing with the calls from my dad, right? The calls from my dad are hilarious because basically he's had a number of problems, right? That he's had to try and fix because he gets impatient and does things the wrong way, right? And so he goes to the customer service on Eat Perform Kitchen and they fix it. And and I don't I don't know if any of you had the experience with them, but it's amazing. They are phenomenal. And everyone is raving about the level of customer service they've been getting because there's a lot of little one-offs that kind of have to be dealt with, right? So I talked to my dad. I'm like, look, honestly, I can't help you. You know, but if you talk to the customer service line, they'll get your hall hooked up. He called me back 15 minutes later. Absolutely. Customer service got me all hooked up. Three days later, hey, can you help me with this? Dad, customer service, bottom right, eat the form kitchen. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. You know, one, you know, one week later, you know, because he was he was calling me before his meals even got there. He said that they were delayed, you know, this and that. So, yeah, I've had that. I had my sister-in-law, who actually is a little bit more um, up to speed than my dad is. But, you know, in the case of my dad, you know, you know, like if my dad gets mad, um, it's just me and my dad arguing, right? If my sister-in-law gets mad, now my wife gets involved and I'm in trouble. So, you know, CEO of the company on a Zoom, right? Walking her through how to choose her meals, you know, which uh, is uh, sort of funny, but you know, she's she's almost 80 years old. So God bless her for even trying, right? To, to buy food online. And I will say that's one of the things that I hope, you know, all of you kind of, are realizing this is not diet food. This is this is really good food that's healthy. Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about referrals. We got a we got a great referral program 
five actives and basically you get 15 meals free. We're going to put a lot of resources so that you all will be able to talk to um, us and we can get you content. We can get you whatever you need. But at the end of the day, you know, your friends and family eating healthier meals is an advantage to them. I think a lot of people get lost on the costs and don't realize how much it costs to go to the grocery store anyway. Or, you know, when your dad says he can't afford it and he's going to Burger King every single day for lunch, it's like, yeah, you can, dad. Burger King's 15 bucks, you know. So just something to keep in mind. I, I really think that it's such a great addition. I mean, my wife said it at lunch today that, you know, I just can't imagine my 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 life without this, you know, and I've done it all. I've done freshly trifecta, all these things. None of them came close to this, you know, and then there's going to be things coming out next week that are just going to take things to the next level. We've got family meals come in. Um, for me, it's it's a dream come true because, you know, in reality, the people that we partnered with on this. Um, I'm like a hurricane, you know, like Hurricane Paul just like comes into their offices. And, you know, I think because of the people's affection for Eat to Perform, um, that all of these things have been successful. And then in other scenarios, I don't think they would be su successful because I don't think people have the attachment to the brand that the way that Eat to Performers do. So I hope all of you are enjoying the meals. Um, I love the fact that you're getting them. The feedback has been amazing. Um, we are working on a lot of the things that you're, you know, that are important to people. Like as an example, you know, people want to talk about the sodium um, and and trying to get, you know, on the on the thing. Like here's an example of something that is a 30 minute meeting, right? And we still didn't even figure out how to do it yet. That said. Um, I do think I have an answer for everyone, um, and we're going to get that together. I need to actually, um, uh, Becky, if you could send me the reminder to post the nutrition labels into the Eat to Perform community, that would be great. So that right now is going to be a bridge, and then we're going to develop the website so that you know it can be on the website. But we have heard you, you know, um, I just have to say, I mean, we don't mind negative feedback, but we do like to keep it to the customer service channels, right? Um, the reason why is because when you read the description of the eat form community group, the, the whole goal is positivity, right? And I understand what you're saying. Like you're thinking, well, you know, me complaining about sodium, you know, and not being enlisted on the package isn't necessary, right? But, you know, if you start opening up the door to new various complaining, that really is more like eat to perform kitchen complaining that the customer service needs to hear so we can get that right. Like a lot of times we want to walk through that stuff, but that community group is special, right? It's, it's very super supportive and things of this nature. And I just don't want it to become like every other group. But I just need everybody to know, we are hearing you. We're working very hard. I mean, it's only been open a week, you know. And uh, 
I mean, I think most people's experience with it has been top notch, right? Um, but man, the vegetarians and the Canadians, oh my goodness. You know, we are we are working towards getting both of those situations ironed out. I have had two meetings this week. Um, we have a game plan for Canada. Um, when it's going to happen is probably not immediately, but we do have a game plan for Canada. So really hoping Q1 2023, we can start to, to look. But if you want to own a virtual restaurant and you live in Vancouver, Calgary, or Toronto, you might want to give me a call. Um, okay, so uh, let's get moving on the podcast. Um, as most of you know, you know, I kind of did this fat loss in solidarity with a friend. And it's been really, really interesting because, you know, um, you know, I'm not saying that every day of my life I wake up and go, man, you know, you're killing it right? That definitely is not the way that I feel. But I'm also not, you know, um, bothered by emotions in the way that maybe a lot of people are. You know, I think, you know, one of the things that, that we talk a lot about is we are working with a relatively fit population, right? So most of you aren't obese, and we're not really dealing with like obesity type issues, right? We're talking about getting someone the maximum amount of lean with the most amount of flexibility. And so we're going to walk you through what that looks like, update you on both my friend's progress so far, uh, one week into fat loss, my progress so far, um, and why that has happened and why my macros actually look like performance macros, right? And so the big idea you know, one of the things that, because I, I wasn't really, my, my plan was to maybe kind of, before I say this, if you have any questions, let's get those in the chat right now so we know how to kind of gauge things. Because if you have a bunch of questions and then we're kind of rambling on about, you know, future dieting cycles and things like that, I'd rather approach some of the questions if we can. But um, so Carolyn has popped the, the thing to let you know where to put those questions. Um, but my idea was basically to what I do is, is every five years I reevaluate whether or not I want to do fat loss. I certainly would have done it at 55 um, because, uh, you know, I'd had a knee injury that kind of dealt with a little bit of, of weight gain, things of that nature. Um kind of had made various adjustments with my workout routine, you know, how to fit in pickleball, how to fit in weightlifting, still working on that. Um, and just kind of transitioning from something that I used to kind of love to something I really love, right? And then now kind of that love, I'm not going to say that that love is waning, but I'm really a lot smarter about it. I'm also not dying to, you know, become you know, the 641st best pickleball player in Minnesota, um, you know, I have a real job, you know, um, so I'm not gonna be drilling for four hours a day, you know, just to, just to go from being a 3.75 to a 4.25, you know, um, and so I, no hate for anybody that has the time to do that, I just don't, 
you know, so when I show up at pickleball, I'm just really looking to have fun. And uh, I think I'm okay. I think, uh, you know, I can hold my own. Um, sort of depends. Uh, my wife and I play together as a team. We're very good together as a team. On Sunday, we were smoking everybody, including teams that are much better than us. We were just kind of in a groove. And then on Tuesday, neither one of us played like we have ever played pickleball before. It was a pickleball is so amazing in that regard, where one day you just feel like you're the best. And then the next day, you know, you wonder why you're doing this and what's it all for. So it's it's kind of like a lot of things in life, I think. So my plan was at 55 to reevaluate, certainly would have done it. Um, uh, just more or less as a strategic cleanup. Um, I've said this before. Uh, you know, I know women, as an example, don't necessarily like this explanation because, you know, for most of you, the incentives are a little bit different than they are for men. But, you know, I grew up, I was a senior in high school. You know, if you, if you look at, um, I mean, the best example is the breakfast club, right? So I, I was the farmer Ted guy. Um, and so I was the small guy in high school as a senior, you know, I was funny. So, you know, I was around girls all the time and making them laugh, you know, but none of them wanted to date me. Right. I mean, you know, if someone didn't have a date for homecoming, that was the person I got to go with. And then I would take a picture and I would look like this tiny little man next to this gigantic woman. Right. And uh, eventually I did fill out, but it's hard for me to sort of get past the fact that I was a small teenager and I never wanted to be a small man. Right. And so me having muscle, me being closer to 200 pounds, you know, that is you know, whether we like it or not, more manly, right? Like for instance, if I was 200 pounds, guaranteed, I would not have been picked on in high school. They would have picked the 120 pound guy or the 122 pound. I was the 120, they would have been the 122 and he would have got it. And you know what? That's on him, <laughs> you know? But um, the incentives for men are just different than they are for women, right? And some of it, I think, is a little bit guys kind of let it go as we get a, a little bit older. I know for myself as someone who has kind of abs, you know, when I take my shirt off at at the beach, people go, "Wow, that that dude works out." Kind of didn't see that one coming, you know. Um, and so I feel good about that. So it's a weight necessarily, you know. I'm more motivated by weighing less would make me a little bit more effective at pickleball, right? Um, weighing more makes me more effective at weightlifting. When I can lift heavy weights, usually that's gonna correspond to a little bit higher body fat, but also a little bit more of the body aesthetic that I like. You know, I don't, I don't need like eight pack veiny abs. I'm much more comfortable, you know, being closer to 200, having a nice little two-pack, four-pack, um, having big lats, you know, things like that. That's, you know, what I think a lot of guys feel. Um, for women, you know, the motives are, tend to be a little bit different, you know. Uh, not saying that this is the case for everybody. I wouldn't say that what I just described 
you know, for, for myself is the case for every man. You know, there's a lot of dudes that, you know, run as an example, as an activity and, and they want to be 160 pounds, you know, but the point being is that my incentives, my motivations are not based around, oh, when I feel one, when I'm 192, I feel a certain way. I, I don't feel anyway. You know, um, sometimes I look in the mirror and go, okay, you know, I was a little much too much pizza last night, you know, or something like that. But there's rarely emotion. And if there is, you know, usually logic, you know, can kind of kick in. I will say this as someone that was 260 pounds, um, you know, you're always sensitive to it, even though it's been, you know, almost 15 years now. And so that's not something that I try to ignore, but usually logic can sort of take over at some point. I do think that a lot of women work a lot harder to be smaller when they would be comfortable, look, you know, probably more like they would like to look at a little bit higher of a weight, right? And so a little bit of what we're gonna be talking about here is that process, what that looks like mentally, because you have to deal with it, right? And you have to be okay with doing the most right thing. But I think one of the things that happens for people is they go, okay, wait a second. You finished, you know, so your lowest was 186 and now you're going into fat loss two at 195, which was your highest weight, right? Because I have told every single person, all summer long, right? As long as my lowest days were 192, I was good, right? And so I've been able to maintain that range the whole time. But, you know, going into fat loss, the number that I hit was 195 um, and, and totally fine by me, right? So it ends up being eight pound difference roughly. And voila, today I'm down eight pounds, right? And so you go, wait, wait a second, you're down eight pounds in eight days. Yeah, that's what happens, right? So when you eat 4,000 calories, you know, you know, every you, you, people, some, some people will go, well, that's water weight. It's like, yeah, duh, right? Of course it is, you know, um, but how do you get to the fat if you don't get through that first layer of water, right? And so that's why. I'm okay being 195, even though after a low day, I'm typically going to be in the 192s, right? And so I think what happens, you know, one, people come to eat to perform, and sometimes they think to themselves, wait, this guy is saying I can eat more and lose weight. It's like, no, that's not exactly what I'm saying, right? Um, I'm saying that you need to eat more if you want to lose weight eventually, right? But there is a process that needs to go. And I'm just going to tell you for like regular person talking to general population, what we're about to describe is not out there, right? Everybody's dieting all the time in the fitness world. Everyone pretends like they don't eat on the weekends. And when they do eat on the weekends, it's a cheat day. And then you know, they have their cheat day and then they start a hard 75 the day after, right? I mean, we all did whole 30, what, eight years ago, right? Messed everybody up for like three or four years and now everybody's doing a 75 hard, 
right? Because we just have to keep learning the same lessons over and over. And I just do not want to hear it about the 75 hard that you could do any diet. Just don't kid yourself. You're doing a restrictive diet, okay? There's not a lot of people doing a 75 hard eating 4,000 calories. Let's be real here. You know, you're doing it because you have a relationship with the struggle that you just can't get past, right? And so, so 30 is not a, not gangster enough, you know, it's 75 and, and, and the next thing coming is 180 day challenge for sure, right? Guaranteed six months, you know, all we eat is leaves, leaves and stones, you know? Um, and so I don't know how the average person gets past that, but I think a little bit of the answer is sort of what we're kind of showing. You know, one of the things I really like about the Eat to Perform Kitchen um, kind of movement is that it allows the people that feel trapped that like they have to go into keto or intermittent fasting or something like that, a relatively simple solution that doesn't involve a lot of counting. I think for a lot of you, you've become comfortable with counting. So now all of a sudden when we're saying, okay, part of the secret is your calories going up, you're like, okay, that's no problem. I can count higher, right? And then we'll have strategic cleanups as we go and blah, blah, blah. And I'll reach my goals that way. And, um, but this idea of working to this super, super low weight with, you know, a map of China below your abdomen um, and then two days later, right, you are super bloated because you ate all the Nashville hot chicken, all the pizza, all the beer, because you were so restricted for such a long period of time. Man, I hope everybody on this call is done with that bullshit, right? Because it's not necessary. And I think that if we're all being honest with ourselves, one of the things that we like about Eat to Perform is that there's some checks and balances in place, but it allows you to live a healthy, joyous life, right? But, you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. You know, we've thought about it many times is, is the name Eat to Perform holding us back? You know, is it possible that that, that brand is hurting us? And the reality is it's not because, because without activity in place, everything gets harder, you know? And when I look at all these people, going, when I work out, I can't lose weight. It's like, well, you're kind of using the wrong thing. It's like, well, you know, I have this screw that I need to get into the wall. Let's see if this hammer will work. Sometimes the hammer does work, right? But what do we know? The screw is going to come out of the wall eventually, right? And so you'd be much better off if you're using a screwdriver. And so that's what each form is. And so it's a process. It's a little bit more difficult than just doing it the easy way. I will say this. I mean, I hate to be like, you know, eat to perform kitchen shill. I don't have to be. I just want everybody to know that. Like like 40 people a day are signing up. Like it's it's unreal popular. Okay. But man, if you're doing fat loss, this is drop dead simple, right? It's, it's eat your two meals, eat your 350 meal for lunch or, or, or like in the case of a breakfast, which is usually around like 390. Then you have your 500 meal for an entree. 
and then you have your five snacks, right? So you have your glass of milk with protein, you have your, your built bar, you have some uh, skinny girl lime popcorn, um, you have like, what are my staples? I'm trying to think. Um, oh, and then um, uh, unsalted pistachios from Trader Joe's and then whole fudge um, yogurt. And that's it. Those five things, right? So you could literally log those five things at 800 and that could meet your math books, right? Um, so much easier. It's just unreal. Um, and, and you know that you have a healthy meal. And so that, that is, that has just made things that's made a lot, th a lot of things, a lot easier than the first round, because, um, one of the things that was very clear about the first round was that I was not eating anywhere near 4,000 calories, because once I started to eat 4,000 calories, it was a chore, right? Um, even eating energy dense foods it became a chore. And so when I went into fat loss too, I was looking forward to it. Um, I can say that my friend after about three or four days, uh, she hasn't looked as forward to it. She got used to having those 3000 calorie days, right? And so now having days that honestly, she's probably averaging, you know, because her macros are so high, she's probably averaging somewhere in the neighborhood of 1700 calories and let in, she feels deprived, right? It's like, well, you know, who, who makes a million dollars, you know, a year and, and thinks that they're poor. Well, someone that made $40 million last year. Right. So that's how, you know, my friend feels. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's been relatively easy uh, up to this point. I think my average is about 22. My my highest days is right right under 2,500. So there's a lot of people that were like, oh man, I wish I had your carbs. I was like, well, then you really would wish you had my carbs three days ago because this is my fat loss numbers. And they're like, what? You know, these are your fat loss numbers. Um, and so... Uh, you know, I have some thought processes. I don't want to share them because honestly, you know, I, I think one of the things I would caution all of you to do is not to say, I mean, we've done this. We've said this since day one, you know, don't, don't walk into this thing going, I need to lose 20 pounds, right? For one, I don't need to lose 20 pounds. I'm fine. I can go to the doctor right now, blow them away. You know, um, I, I, I think there's not enough like emphasis on that piece, right? Is if you if you can go in the doctor, rock your blood work, um, you know, you're doing good. You know, yeah, maybe you don't have eight pack abs, you know, but you're doing fine. And you have a health equation. Um, there is very conflicting science. Um, in fact, I would say that the science actually is more favorable to having more body fat than it is to have less body fat when the body fat is super low at all times, because usually you have to be really restrictive to kind of keep that. Same is true, obviously, on the other end where, you know, obesity can become problematic for people. But there's a lot of people that think that they have an obesity problem when they're only 145 pounds at 5'6". 
and they don't have an obesity problem, they have slightly more fat than they would like, right? And so basically the concept of going to 4,000, I did wish, you know, I don't have any regrets about it because frankly, like I said, you know, I did it to show all of you what is possible. Um, the fact that I'm already down eight pounds shows you what is possible, right? So that did my job. Um, but longer, higher is better, right? Say it every single time whenever you're in the in a performance phase and your weight's fluctuating two to three pounds, longer, higher is better, right? My friend was struggling very early on. So what happened, this was sort of interesting, is as her macros came back, similar to all the way it works for all of you, um, and actually Becky was her coach. So Becky's bumping her every single time. And I think she ended at 183 um, and then got down as low as 179. And then we had one conversation and she was good, right? Um, and that conversation was, is don't get drunk on the 179 because we're trying to go much lower than that. And the only way to go lower than that is probably to have a little bit of weight gain. So she went into fat loss too at like 185.9. So she ended up gaining like two and a half pounds from her low, from her original low not the 179 but like i said she was she was smart about it she realized that the the 179 was actually going to work against her and she wasn't trying to get to 179 and i think that's what happens with many of you that kind of get enamored with the fact that you're in this deficit and now you're still losing a pound or two right and so you want to cling to that right and then what are you clinging to the problem you know, and so in both of our situations, like I said, her highest was, was 3,000. Now, I will say for both of us, my highest was 4,000, her highest was 3,000. There was a pretty good gap, right? Like the calorie average, you know, for her probably ended up being about 2,450. My calorie average probably ended up being about 3,500, maybe 3,600. Um, so there was a significant gap. We weren't like, you know, destroying like ice cream cakes, you know, or anything like that on the days that weren't super days, nor, nor did we do those on super days. Um, but um, that's something to keep in mind. But the fact that we were able to do AP longer, you know, the whole point of this podcast is if you started fat loss on September 6th, you almost certainly should go AP all the way through to January, right? It will be so much more favorable for you. Carolyn and Becky are shaking their head. Yes, very fervently. We're probably going to be on the hook for some kind of like neck injury. They're doing it so much. But um, what I think happens is people aren't comfortable gaining, you know, that three pounds and they go, well, but what's it all for, Paul? I mean, you gained eight pounds and now you're down eight pounds. Week one, I still have five weeks to go. And oh, by the way, you know, my macros aren't even aggressive yet. You know, I don't know how aggressive they're going to be 
hopefully Becky's going to be very kind to me. Um, she is wringing her hands right now in all kinds of, she's like, yeah, I'm going to get you back for that meeting today. Trust me, brother. Right. Um, and so, but I'm, I am looking forward to it. Uh, you know, uh, what does this mean? You know, do I think that I'm going to end up back at these weights eventually? I do kind of, right? I do. I do think that there will always be this graduation back to the 190s um, as long as I'm fit, as long as I'm fueling. And then when people say, well, what's it all for? Here's what's it all for. When I, I was at 185 and I, my body fat, I believe was 32. I, I dropped what, 75 pounds in that scenario. And I was still 32% body fat, right? It wasn't until I got to 20% body fat that I kind of got stuck. And then I realized that I was doing way too much cardio. I was being way too aggressive with the workouts. Um, and it wasn't allowing me to hold on to, 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 to uh, my muscle. And so um, that was more of like a skinny fat look. And then um, I kind of reversed my cardio to resistance training and, you know, didn't go to zero with cardio. But that changed everything. And so since that time, I've put on 35 pounds of, of lean mass, right? So um, right now, I'm trying to think, I think it's at, I don't think it's at 170 yet, but I think it's around 165. I'd have to do kind of the math on it. Um, but I think my lean mass is right at 165 right now. Now, in full disclosure, I think most people know this, I do. I am on TRT, right? I take testosterone. If you think just because I took testosterone, I gained 35 pounds of muscle, you're wrong. I had most of that muscle before I started doing that. But I have been able to put on about 10 pounds since then with a smart approach to eating and some resistance training. Um, not so much since pickleball, that's another story. But um, yeah, so... If I wasn't comfortable gaining weight along the way, I wouldn't have been able to put on that 35 pounds of lean mass. And remember, you know, I understand these are kind of messed up stories for me to tell, but they are my truth is that I just did not want to be a little guy, right? And oh, by the way, Farmer Ted from Breakfast Club, Google him, Anthony Michael Hall. He didn't either. He's jacked, right? And so, so, I think that we all have to kind of get out of our heads a little bit. I think we've been, you know, for a lot of people, especially, you know, obviously if you're a long time meat performer, you probably, you know, this party, you're already here with me, right? But if you've been kind of around for like a month or two months and you're thinking about going lifetime and things of this nature, you know what lifetime is? Lifetime is a path to chilling out for the rest of your life and getting to that place where you're comfortable with who you are and you are saying to yourself, I'm going to take the most correct approach to my health for the rest of my life, right? And when I say health, I don't just mean physical health. I mean, mental health, right? So for my friend, 
she had to gain what six pounds from 179 that was her lowest even though her macros were a little bit higher well once again she's down five pounds i'm down eight pounds right we've shown you the path you know but what about me you know i'm i'm sure i'm different i'm absolutely certain that all the laws defy me i'm in menopause i'm in you know this and that it's always degrees right and i'm not that tone of voice you were hearing from me is not to minimize anyone's struggle because you know for me this has been a course of years you know just getting out of my head and figuring things out i know it's difficult right but if you can allow yourself especially in fat loss one now what's going to happen as i move from the second part of AP into PR, no chance am I going to 4,000 calories. Are you kidding me? You know, I'm going to try and stay roughly weight stable. I do have numbers in mind. You know, if I hit them, that'd be great. Do I think they're possible? Yes, I do. For my friend, she has goals. Um, do I think she can hit them? Yes, I do. But that's not how we do it, you know? Like my only focus right now, you know, is, is just to get two more pounds, right? Which gets me into kind of another weight range. And then, you know, now we'll start to look at 185. And then once we're at 185, now we start to look at, you know, what about 182 and a half? Where, where are we landing there? You know, but um, if things stall, you know, we'll deal with that. But, you know, I think for both her and I, you know, I'm looking at two pounds or more, right? And people that say, you know, you should really only be aiming for one week. Yeah, that's really easy for them to say when they're putting you on a diet every other week, right? So then when you lose uh, half a pound, you were like, well, at least I got a halfway there. You know, um, most of that stuff, is sort of based on kind of the long term. So when you look at where we started fat loss one, where we're going to end and you do the math, it's going to end up being about a pound a week, right? But that's a that's a better way to do a pound a week than just suffering all the time, struggling all the time and just kind of, you know, having like this miserable way of doing things. So um, I think that covers it. You know, I just think if you started fat loss one and your goal is to lose the most amount of weight, then the best way to do that is to um, to gain a little bit of weight in AP, go as long as possible. And even if you kind of get close to that number that you started, I guarantee you, as long as you push your calories much higher, you'll actually end up with a net better result, right? So like, I will say that, you know, the plan for me, you know, all along was 20 pounds down. There's no reason that I can't do that, right? But, you know, did it look like 10 and 10? No, it's not going to look like 10 and 10. And that's not how it should look, right? Um, you, you have to allow for those calories to do the work. I am getting a signal. Unfortunately, I do not have... Um, something for my battery to fix the situation, but we only have one question and I'm going to try and run through it relatively quickly.
Yep. Just Michelle's asking if there's any organic food options. So with Eat Michelle's Kitchen. asking if um, ETPK has organic food options. Um, we do buy organic whenever we can. Um, the cost for organic is unreasonable for what you get. Um, there's not that much of an advantage um, as it relates to um, organic versus kind of the quality of food that we buy. And so um, that's sort of the answer to your question. I will also tell you that um, there have been a number of companies that have been sued multiple times because they've claimed that their foods were organic. And then there's been whistleblowers that, you know, show that their food was not organic. Um, it, it's all kind of this, this kind of messed up game that people are playing with your health. You know, um, I think if you can afford organic, you go to the grocery store and get it. That's great. I can tell you that the quality of food that we have, the minute you taste it is good. You know it, you know, it's healthy food, right? Um, playing the game of, is this organic? Is this not organic? Um, it's just not something that I feel is beneficial for most people. Um, it's something that if you can afford it, and that's something that can kind of go in that direction, uh, then that's a good thing. Our goal is more helpful most of the time. Um, I think we do a real good job with that. Um, I, I've been part of the sourcing prospect process, and so I know what that looks like. But uh, what you have to factor in is one, even if I think we're a relative value and I do, um, I think people's groceries are more expensive than they're admitting. I think they go to Jimmy John's more than they admit. I think they go to Burger King more than they admit. And all of those prices add up. And so when you see that, you know, sticker in Eat Perform Kitchen, you think, oh my goodness, it's a lot of money. When in reality, um, it's probably saving you a lot of money because you don't, you, you know, think about all the stress you have of what are we going to eat tonight? Right. And then the whole family goes out to a restaurant, you waste two hours, you know, then kids got to come home, scramble to do their homework. You know, that's where I think the family options are going to be really, really good. But what I don't want to do is price ourselves out of the market. Right. What I want to be able to do is help the most people possible most of the time. And so that's the real answer. Um, like I said, there are other places that say they're organic. Google it um, and you'll see exactly what I just said. Um, and so it's a really hard thing to be and also be at a reasonable price. And so, you know, there is always a diminishing point of return. And frankly, the value to your health is not is not drastically better, you know. Um, you know, are we avoiding GMOs? Are we avoiding, you know, go look at the ingredient list, everything you can pronounce, right? That should really be the goal kind of for everyone and everything as it relates to their health. Gradually, if you can afford it, you know, I mean, let's be real here. If you can afford a private chef and the best food on possible, you should do that, right? But there's varying degrees for a lot of people and you kind of want to meet the majority of people kind of where they're at right? And where they're at sort of is the price points that we're at. And um, so that's the answer to your question. Do I see a scenario 
where we have Canadians, where we have vegetarians, where we have vegans. Um, the one thing I don't see is low carb. I just don't think it's helpful, right? Um, I think it actually harms people in the end because they kind of don't have like a flexible way of doing it. Do I see a high dollar organic, you know, menu? Um, yeah, sure. You know, I could see that, you know, in terms of the priority list, I'd rather take care of vegans, vegetarians, Canadians first, right? So um, that's my goal. I feel very comfortable. The food that I'm feeding you is the food I eat every single day. So um, I feel great about it. And I feel that um, I feed my family it. I feed my dad it. I, I'm, my dad, my dad's like down 10 pounds, right? He's, he's had the food one week and he's down 10 pounds. So dad, you were doing too much Burger King. So, all right. I appreciate everybody being here. Um, I love doing these. I mean, and, and, and what's, what's so fun about it is now there's just something about Eat to Perform Kitchen that feels like the most correct version of Eat to Perform to me. Right. Um, and I love it, you know, and I love it because I think it brings me closer to all of you so I can serve you and help you reach the goals that you want, but hopefully kind of introduce you to some goals maybe you hadn't considered that maybe you become a little too obsessed with kind of the dark side of things, and then we kind of move you away from that a little bit. And so hopefully between each form kitchen, between each form coaching, we can help you do that. So, all right, everybody have a great weekend. And I really appreciate you taking an hour and devoting it to us. We that just could not thank you enough for that. So everybody talk to you later. Bye now.